Good morning. Good morning. Today is Saturday, January 28th. It's currently 29 degrees out there, uh, but it is sunny. Supposed to get to a high of 59 today and partly cloudy this afternoon. Looks like a great day for a handout. Wear warm clothes this morning. But we do want to lift up Gary and his family, the, the loss of his sister Joanne uh, this week, uh, and just all the uh, the funeral and stuff coming up uh, next week. So uh, we just want to lift up uh, that whole family to, uh, to the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the sun shining, for breathing air into our lungs, waking us up. Lord, And we just ask that you would uh, use us today, Lord, to further your kingdom, Lord, that your will would be done on this earth. Not ours, not the enemies, Lord, but your will, your plan, your direction, Lord. It's by far so superior to anything that we can come up with, Lord, because you are so amazing and so uh, intelligent, first of all, and that you can see into the uh, end result of everything, Lord. Um, how could we not accept your plan as the by far the best plan, Lord. And Father, we just ask that uh, you would supply our needs today like you always do, amazingly, incredibly, Lord, abundantly. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for taking such good care of us, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you would help us, uh, lead us not into temptation, Lord. Deliver us from the enemy, from our flesh, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to forgive. Lord, we lift up Gary and Sherry and just the rest of the family. Uh, Rick, uh, the husband, Lord. We just ask for your peace and your comfort just in a very difficult time. Lord, we know Joanne, uh, from the fruit in her life, we know that she was living for you, that knows you, Lord. Your spirit was in her. And so, Father, we're thankful uh, that she is home with you, uh, that she's completed this uh, battle uh, with cancer, Lord, and that you brought her home. And Lord, it's just so amazing in, uh, in that respect, Lord, but still uh, certainly those here um, are going to miss her, Lord, and miss her greatly. And so... She'll just leave a, a large hole in their lives, Lord. So we just lift up Rick to you, uh, Gary, uh, and the rest of the family, Lord. We just lift them all up to you, Lord, that you would uh, just give them your peace, your comfort. Very difficult time, Lord, and just as the planning for the uh, funeral, the memorial services, all of that, that takes so much time, Lord, we just ask for... Uh, uh, that that goes well, that the there wouldn't be any, uh, Lord, that the they wouldn't get ripped off. You know, these funeral homes sometimes take advantage, Lord, and uh, of people in a very difficult situation. And so, Lord, we just ask for your blessing on the, all of that and all the dealings, Lord, any kind of insurance, any kind of. I don't even know, Lord, name changes or, I mean, changes in documents and with cars and deeds and houses and 
businesses and whatever, Lord, all of that at, uh, and wills and all of that stuff, Lord, all these legal deals. We just ask that uh, you'd give favor to Rick, to Gary, to the rest of the family, Lord, that it would just go well, uh, that it would be uh, easy, not uh, just, just that it sounds like a nightmare, Lord, that it wouldn't be a your hand would be in that. So we just lift up the whole, the whole situation to you, Lord. We ask for your blessing, your hand, your uh, heart of encouragement, your spirit of encouragement to, uh, to Rick and Gary and the, and the rest. Be with us now as we uh, go over your uh, lesson for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, growing in the grace of God. And our chapter for today is 2 Peter chapter 3. And for some reason, it's not. Oh, here we go. 2 Peter chapter 3. The day of the Lord will come. This is now the second letter that I'm writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandments of the Lord and Savior through your apostles, knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact, that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God, and that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to the, his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace." And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which 
the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Growing in the grace of God, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3.18. Let's reflect upon some of the heavenly territory we have explored thus far. Grace is for spiritual growth and progress in the Lord. It is not intended only for birthing and starting out with the Lord, but grow in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Growth in Christ always results as God's grace works in us. At times, we can be apprehensive about such an emphasis upon God's grace. We become concerned that irresponsibility, ungodliness, laziness, or indulgence will result. We can rest assured on the promises and purposes of God that true grace does not produce such consequences. Ungodly living always involves the flesh of man, which is inclined towards licentiousness and legalism. Licentiousness hopes to turn grace into a means by which sinful indulgence is acceptable. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness. Jude 4. Legalism aspires to add religious performance to grace, thereby appealing to the self-righteous hopes of man. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Galatians 3, 2, and 3. When a person truly lives by the grace of God, righteousness results, not ungodliness. As a person increasingly learns to draw upon God's grace for daily living, Christ-likeness develops, not worldliness. As grace becomes our resource for life, sin diminishes. It does not increase, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace, Romans 6.14. The temptation is to rely upon the law of God in order to generate godliness. The demand of the law to be holy, loving, and perfect becomes a false security to our flesh. We think that by hearing, repeating, or striving to meet this demand, we can thereby accomplish it. Let us not forget that the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope. Hebrews 7, 18 and 19. God's grace is the better hope that does not fail to bring forth what God desires. The Lord has ordained for us a lifelong involvement with His grace. He wants to work grace upon grace in John 1.16, for the rest of our days. This is the new and living way, Hebrews 10.20. Perhaps this could be all summarized in another acronym on grace. Glorious realities as Christ empowers. Glorious realities as Christ empowers. Grace. Gracious Father, how bountiful is your provision for my spiritual growth? We don't even know, Lord.
how foolish of me to think that I need more for developing in godliness than your grace supplies. O Lord, I long to grow in the image of Christ. I beseech you, remind me and convince me that your grace is the only sufficient hope. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen, guys. Have an amazing day. We'll see you soon.